center to recovery, not a rescue. Meteorologists say the last time low temperatures broke minus 30. When they find you, ask for Henry Deaver. Can you hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. Welcome, everybody. It's been a whole week since we spoke to you last. I'm Acadia Einstein from Strangeful Things, and I'm here with the charming and brilliant Hannah Selector from Undead Airlock. Hi, Hannah. Oh, you flatter me. Hi Hi. there. And this is us getting too excited to not talk about the show because we both just watched it, but not excited enough to do the whole giant show because we have to watch it again before we can. So... This is the quick take or the, I don't know, shallow dive. We haven't really come up with a good name for it, but we do have a good name for what we're going to do first, which is read the email that we got, and I guess we'll call it Castle Rock Post Office. (laughs) Yep, we got a little mini mailbag. We got a couple of messages this week. Um, I have been sent cell phones, so I just recently got around to making sure I was caught up on all of these things. So, first... From Jennifer, we have an email that says, and this is a very Acadia-loving mailbag here. You got lots <laughs> of love this week, so it's it's fun. In accordance with Acadia's theory, what if they, not sure who they of us are, harvested Henry's soul, split it in two, and that's why neither Henry nor the kid can remember things, because they are each half of Henry's soul, so an incomplete soul. Interesting theory. And I do think they are kind of a yin and yang of some sort, but... Yeah. I'm not sure how. I think, I still believe, and thank you, Jennifer, for that, and anybody else that wants to chime in, castlerockhistorical at gmail.com. I think that I'm still sticking with Henry was used in the summoning. That is my, mm-hmm. that, that's all I got so far. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I think we get a lot from episode six of Henry being viewed as some sort of tool mm-hmm. by other people in his life. So we'll see exactly how much that's true later on. And we'll talk more about it in the deep dive, but there's, there's a lot of merit to that theory. And that if there's Henry split, is, yeah, we'll see. Then I wonder what they were to start with. Right. Ooh. Yeah. I had some, I wrote some gross notes about the kid and theories about that too. Oh, so geez. No. Not not gross in not gross in my usual way. Oh, just legitimately fair, right, gross. Fine. <laughs> not not perving on Bill Sarsgaard, just right, actually gross. Yeah. And second piece of mail we have from Deb, who is a new writer, which is always exciting for us. And the title of the email is adorable and funny. Acadia is my spirit animal. Whee. Hello both. So Deb wrote us a lot of stuff, which is really, she's a former nurse, so she said that we could ask her questions if we don't know things, which we frequently don't about the medical and the psychological, so we may indeed take her up on that. First, she says that the face-no-face test was to identify human versus animals to keep you safe during caveman times, and that it can be used to detect schizophrenic symptoms. That's interesting. Hmm. I also looked at this test, and I was... I'll save it for the deep dive. Um, (laughs) Children of the Corn reference with the kids court. We covered that. Dogs were present at both suicide attempts in the show. Lacey's, which was a successful attempt, and Ruth's, which I guess I hadn't thought of as a suicide attempt, but it was. Oh, yeah. Drug. You know, because it didn't seem like 
it was like a panic response? I don't know. I really haven't thought that deeply about it. It was just so weird and out of the blue. Almost. And it didn't seem to hurt her at all, so... <laughs> right, yeah. Just shook her up a little bit. The cage building from biblical instructions, reference to Leviticus, things like the Ark of the Covenant or the actual Ark. Good observation. And then she sent us a little paragraph in defense of young Molly's greasy hair, and I have to say, no, sorry, Deb, that hair is not wet. It's just disgusting. <laughs> That's too, it's too shiny. It's too stringy. I have long hair. I wash it. Sometimes it's wet. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like a quart of olive oil has been dumped over my head. Yeah, but it could at Halloween if you, if you want to have a really badass costume. Ugh. This is the hill I'm going to die on. That hair is disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all I care about now. Uh, Henry's dad, possible cult. Yes. Redemption in the flesh. Henry was a sinner and was redeemed and lives in grace as a lawyer. Now, I want to know why Henry's a sinner, because they call him, like, the failure orphan. We still don't know what he did. I mean... But, yeah. I mean, technically, I guess he he failed to kill his dad. Yeah, I I mean, I guess that's bad. You suck at pushing people off bluffs to their death, Henry. (laughs) Way to go, kid. Way to fail at murder. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The one thing you maybe want to fail at. I'm in Charlotte, which means that I'm in my... uh, Creaky chair. Nothing I can do about it. Oh, yeah. A little echoey, maybe. Yeah. Not the best sound stage. Nope. Yeah. And then the last paragraph is all love for you, Acadia. But you broke Deb's heart. I will continue to support Strangeville on Pate, but I will have to ask you to kiss my mass hole, says Deb. So, offended Massachusetts. I mean, I didn't. I don't know anything about this. Well, that didn't sound like a bunch of good things. That was just one bad thing. Are you selectively editing? Hang on. (laughs) No, no, I'm re- I am paraphrasing her theories, but this oh, full God. paragraph I will read. Promise, not pretentious, clearly not better than anyone. Thanks for never failing to make me laugh. Acadia, I love you. You make me shoot Diet Coke through my... Aww. And then she says, you're wel- we're welcome. We're welcome to ask her any questions. Yes. Well... You're hilarious. Well, no, you. And Nurse Deb, you're awesome. And I'm sorry that... You probably live in, like, western Massachusetts, which is not the same. And I'm probably just digging it deeper right now, so I should just go, you know what, not everybody. I bet you don't even own any nylon sweatpants, so you're probably super nice. And (laughs) the nurse thing, I think we'll be able to, like, come up with a bunch of things for a nurse. And I may take a picture of this thing that is either a bug bite or leprosy. And maybe I'll just put that up on Twitter so that you can tell me whether I should immediately go to the hospital. Run, Deb, run. (laughs) Thank you for writing and please don't stop writing. And there's a lot of things to think about in that. And and we could go on a bunch of tangents, which I guess... Is it good that we read the mail on the on the shallow dive so that we are not allowed to talk about it at length? I guess. Kind of, yeah. I mean, if we do end up mentioning it in the deeper dive, we'll of course say like, oh, yeah. Deb wrote this or Teresa in Texas or whomever. But yeah, we are restraining ourselves, keep in mind. So it's not that we don't find your theories so immensely intriguing. We couldn't go on a 45 minute rant. It's just that we're not allowed. Yep. No, we have strict the editors and the, and the, the people at corporate, they're really, they're really cracking down on us. But I will say. Yeah, the powers that be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say thank you to Dame Meow on Twitter and Lost in Cleveland, who both spread the news, and actually it was a scoop for me when Dame Yao tweeted it, that Hulu has renewed Castle Rock for season two, and they hoped that we would also be renewed for season two. 
so yeah that was so nice thank yeah. you guys of course you know we're having a blast i see no problem none, you know none whatsoever coming back unless the local sheriff comes and puts me in a box under a prison i feel like i'm game for whatever yep we're in we're in folks we're gonna ride this as long as they do and probably afterwards because if they screw up the ending we'll fix it yeah so. Hey, horror conventions, you want to put us on a panel about yeah, Castle Rock? I mean, see. we are going to be in this shit. Like, That's right. We are committed. We'll even or, put new stickers on the hat. Hell yeah! <laughs> you know? I'll so, print labels, whatever. Yeah, right. So now, filter. That was our episode. Not filler, even though the first time I looked at it, I thought it was filler. And I'm like, wow, they don't really have high hopes for this episode, do they? And then I realized yeah. it was filter. So what are your big things? I mean, obviously, other than the big oh, thing at man. the end. Right. So I had to be careful because I knew we would both be talking about the big thing at the end. And really, that was all that was floating around my head by the time I finished watching this the first time is the big thing at the end. But... I did have some thoughts about Wendell, who I think is an adorable character. He's 15. He made it safely on the bus. He tells it like it is. It mm -hmm. made me very nostalgic for uh, being a high school teacher. I think kids are really great at that 14 through 17 age. They're starting to figure out who they are. They've got their own thoughts. They're a little defiant and sassy. And it's just, it really made me miss teaching a lot. And I laughed out loud when he was playing weird chess with Grandma Ruth and asked her if she was having a stroke. It was wow, <laughs> one of my favorite moments of the episode. He's yeah, that just was very, cute. very flatly like, are you having a stroke? <laughs> I, I have to admit, I was worried when they had him buried in the phone the whole time that it was going to be like, well, why the heck is he even here? You know, if he's just going right. to be that kind of kid. But I liked him a lot. I like the fact that he made fun of his father's poster, you know, the Grand yeah. Fear thing. And I also am very glad that they finally... Oh, by the way, shout out to Jenny again. She gave us a doy that Wendell had been mentioned in episode one. Oh, yeah. And they He's showed totally it right. in the previous Leon. So big doy for us and big yawed for her because that's doy spelled backwards so good job ah. i loved the fact that he i don't know he just did stuff that you'd think a, a good kid would do you know what i mean yeah. he chilled he then he hung out with his gram he basically did right. everything to his, his credit he, he puts the phone away and yeah. you know henry's leaving him alone with his grandma with supposedly dementia for really long periods of time but the kid is pleasant and sweet and participating in activities and not hiding in a room somewhere Very seems true. like a delightful young man to me and he was in boston which makes a heck of a lot more sense now Right. About the bus, because the bus from Boston to Maine is like nothing. Not so bad. If, if yeah. Deb the nurse and wanted I did to ride up and punch me, it would take one sec. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and I did appreciate that he sort of called his dad out on the fact that he's not around. Like, yeah. he's hurt. He loves his dad, and it's nice, to see, it's nice to see that he cares about it. But, of course, it's sad that the boy is hurting and that he misses his dad. But... We do, episode six gives us a big window into why Henry is pointedly avoiding Castle Rock, even unconsciously, mm -hmm. I think. Very much. But we're not going to talk about that right now. Nope, nope, nope. My second thing was the weird mobster junkyard where Pangborn got in a scuffle <laughs> with Fat Tony's lackey. <laughs> it was just an it was an odd scenario. It was kind of fun to watch geriatric old Pangborn try to sneak around, but like yes. not really sneak at all no 
I had like a Vietnam style flashback to that stupid scene in local color where the hairstylist is just like picking up Molly's hair and dropping it, except it was <laughs> Pangborn quote hiding unquote yeah. just right next to a car while yeah. someone drives by on a golf cart. Like he's not hidden at all. Made no but sense. Also, good job. He was there looking for a car, so why did he need to hide? Right. Like, <laughs> what What kind of junkyard is this? No. Why can't he be That's there? It's not sense. the police impound lot, because oh. it's owned by the mob. So, like, that was also, gosh, that Fat Tony thing was unbelievably cheesy. Yeah. These cars belong to Fat Tony. Get yeah. off of my rig. Get that off really, my... That was a really bad accent. I'm so sorry. Why? But wasn't it supposed to be in Syracuse? Like, he drove to Syracuse, New York? Ah. And why those to... specific cars? Like, it made no sense... And, like, yeah, how did it end up, it got sold, they said, up to Syracuse. It's like, the Buick is not in good condition. Yeah, like, no. why is someone... Several Ugh. states over wanting this car so bad. Ugh. It was Pangborn could go on a pseudo adventure, but yeah, and then he pulls a gun on the guy, even yeah, if he know. is a mobster. Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess they were Take trying him. to show like how serious he was about this being a thing, but still. Yeah, he's desperate. I'm I'm getting some mixed messages, you know. Pangborn in several episodes says lots of different things about Lacey, depending on what angle he's trying to play. Like, ah, we weren't handball buddies or nothing. A good friend of mine died in this car. I, I don't know what the real story is, but he's switched up the cover story a few times to mm -hmm. get what he wants. So that was my second thing. This is a very shallow dive, clearly, you see, because I've just yep. mostly picked out things I thought were charming and or funny and ridiculous. Yep. So. That's what we do in this one. We say what our funnest things were and our overall, did we like it or not? And then we pick it apart mm -hmm. in the long one. Also, too yeah. late. Spoilers. Uh, Go guess. away. If you haven't watched the episode, yeah. why are you here? We shouldn't, have to, we shouldn't have to say this anymore. Yeah, Get I out. Know. Leave. So we'll do the listening in the woods together. My yes. first one was just straight up the chess piece thing with... With yes. Ruth explaining to Wendell what the deal with the chess pieces was, uh, that to me made a bunch of sense. The the timing of when Pangborn gave them to her then becomes super significant because, you know, if she's had them for like 10 years, then that would, you know, be a problem. But I think coupled with the way she, the way she explained the the pictures in the book getting pulled apart and put back together in the wrong order and the way she explained how she felt to wendell as far as time just becoming unmoored that to me is going to mm -hmm. tie a hell of a lot more into what they're talking about in the woods a lot more than oh, anybody thinks because well i'm not going to do my I'm not going to keep hammering on my unification theory as of now. I'm just going to say they gave her something to do. I think she did it well. And I also think she's a goddamn bitch for just going back to, oh, I don't want to answer your question, so I'll pretend I'm demented again and say, go ask your father when she was talking to Henry. Right. Now it's pretty much sealed that this dementia thing is not yeah. what's going on yeah. at all, which no. means that she's purposely hiding a lot of things from mm -hmm. a lot of people. 100%. So. But give an Oscar winner 
something to do and she's going to do something good with it. So I liked that. And apologies to Rory Culkin that I thought you were an African-American gal when you were hanging around the Pangborn celebration thingy. And later on when you were at the, uh, the sad service for Henry's dad. You're not the a gal at funeral. all. Yeah, it's a, it's, no. you're, you're not a gal. You're a, a man and you are going to be in for a bad time as far as I can tell. And I liked yeah. his character. I liked, I liked the fact I... that he was, you know, he could sign and read the signs and everything like that. And I don't want him to get his ear poked out. None of that jives for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Willie made me love him real quick. He is precious and soft and small, and I want to protect him at all costs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, I'm not going to be able to do that, no. and he's going to have a bad time. But yeah, he was very, you know, sweet, odd little character right off the bat, and I also thought he was a woman, so... In our defense, it was far away at the bridge scene, and he was very bulky. Yep. I, and also, we didn't woke. say a homely woman either we were neutral about the relative attractiveness so good for you rory absolutely you know and shame on us for you know believing in gender stereotypes three hair length that's true that's true and i will the last thing i'll say about like just kind of surface things anyone who has heard our podcast before knows that we don't have rooms like they have in the back of their rv because if we did you wouldn't hear all the extraneous noises and cats running by and stuff that you usually hear with us so someday when we're rich we'll get an rv and put baffles in it and whatnot but for now you get what you get yep you know it is what it is you love us anyway damn straight Plus, anechoic chambers are scary as all get out. The idea of sensory deprivation bothers me so much. Especially if you put a big combination lock on it, like you're in a submarine bank. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to get, I don't want to be stuck anywhere. When I used to work in food service, I was terrified that I was going to die inside one of those freezers because, you know, you just get stuck in there. And I was immediately like, ah, it's just like that. Yep. Ugh. 16-year-old Hannah was shook. Poor, poor Hannah. Hey, wait a minute. Would teacher Hannah have liked edgy 16-year-old Hannah? Oh, no. She would She would have had her number. Like, <laughs> like, you probably, you probably. And I was a literature teacher, too. I was like, that girl read the bell jar and thinks she's profound. Oh. But she ain't, mm-hmm. you know. Actually, you know, it would depend. I was a pretty precocious kid in high school. I liked my teachers. I wanted to do well, even though I was a social outcast. So I probably would have liked me. I always loved my students who were too smart for their own good and who gave me a little bit of trouble. Got it. They were the ones I loved the most. Yeah. Well, all right. Shout out to Kinley. You were always my favorite. Aww. He was a terrible, terrible student. I'm sure he's causing all sorts of trouble somewhere. Oh. But he was like an evil genius. I'm like, if you devoted half as much of your brain power to just doing your assignments as you do to causing trouble in this classroom, you would go so far. One random little story, he had a vocab assignment where the instructions were obviously to write the correct definition to the following words. Mm -hmm. So he just wrote the correct definition 15 times next to each word. Mm-hmm. And that was just that was just the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, he was an evil little genius, and I loved him. I would have passed him. Yeah, thinking yeah, outside he, the he box. 
<laughs> I think he's in college. He's in college now, probably. Yeah. All right. So the big thing, you guys. Oh my God. Mm. This fills in. Well, it both fills in a lot of information raises a lot more questions the schisma the noise the monstrous howling i don't want to change the name no, i like the monstrous, the monstrous howling, howling better it's way cooler than the voice of god and the schisma i don't know it sounds too much like several other words i don't schisma like schisma kind of sounds like that thing that i thought might be a bug bite that i need to send nurse deb <laughs> so she might be yeah. able to tell me <laughs> if i have schisma yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Seems like a weird word. Obviously, I, I mean, not obviously necessarily, but coming from the root, like schism, a divide, a split, you know, yeah. possibly between universes. But yeah, this is really cool. I'm excited about this. I uh, like the concept of a noise being a source of horrific types of things. But it's it's more than a noise. It's not a noise in, in the traditional sense because a deaf man is, quote, hearing it. Right. So it's it's different. I think they took... But this really supports the multiverse theories Yo, and the Dark Tower stuff, I yeah, think. Yeah, I was all super excited about that. And the stuff you said about Pangborn earlier, that's all getting folded in because it's completely in character. I actually yeah. was talking to somebody on Reddit about that, too, because they were like, I see at no point when Pangborn was called a gunslinger. I'm like, I called him a gunslinger. I didn't say anybody else did. I'm just saying. Yeah. To me, the idea that the big bad, the kid does not seem at this moment to be related to what the eardrum boys were doing in the woods because they weren't saying we need to hear god so that we can then christen a cage for a the hell child although they did reference right. i believe biblical hey just like you know god told moses to do the ark yeah that's how they got the secret plans to do what they were doing so maybe lacy was part of their club at any rate right I don't think Lacey was, and I will get more into this later. I, he may, in fact, be communing with something different. God, I hate that we can't talk about things. Yeah, I know. It's bad. It's bad. But business. yeah. So the music of the spheres, the shifting of universes, this is all, you know, much more scientific than the voice of God, yeah. you know, sort of. And Otis said it was. His name is Otis, right? Odin. Odin, yeah, yeah, all right. Odin, yeah, that's yeah, cooler. Which has that's some cooler than Otis. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was a huge reveal, but like most things in this show, and I think most of the things that are going to happen this season, you think that you're going to, there's an answer in a box, and you're like, oh my God, we're getting close to why was Henry in the woods? They're going to open up the box. And they open up the box, and it turns out that there's no bottom. So you get an answer, but then you just have to fall through the box to get a bazillion more questions. Right. So that's where How we're stuck. How can such a big concept answer so few of my questions? Exactly. It's, it's, it's silly. Oh, and my honorable mention, I just... I, Molly is a delight in every every scene she's in. I yeah. just she's she's really grown on me. And the one thing I don't understand is if she's so psychic, how did she not know how that conversation was going to go, or did she? That's a question I want us to talk about tomorrow night. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like her ability like comes and goes. By the way, you guys can't see the hat I'm recording in, but it says Team Pangborn, and Pangborn's crossed out, and now it says Team Molly, because yep. she's my she's my favorite at this point. Yeah, she's um, yeah. Hannah's Molly's fickle. ability is not necessarily reliable. No, not at all. But 
she laid it out there, and Henry went, Are you fucking crazy? She did. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this beautiful home to go to another beautiful home. Oh, and then another fun thing that we found out. The reason they had that big house, it was it was Ruth's father's. Yes. So, she's the one with the money. Mm-hmm. Not Reverend. Yeah, and... What's his name? I'm sorry. Henry's gotta be, like, no shade. I, too, am super poor. But, like, he's taking buses from Texas and, like, doesn't have a car of his own and doesn't take taxis. He walks everywhere. Henry's not getting any of the money, you know, that supposedly exists, which, you know, makes you wonder. Maybe that's why he's angry that he's the conservator. Yeah, right? Oh, that's true. I didn't think of that. So, anyway. I think this was... It didn't blow me away like last week's did because we didn't even get to any of no. the sh- any of the kid shenanigans, which I can't wait to talk right. about tomorrow night because he was just all up in this bitch, having dialogue, mm. making moves, you know, going yeah. to Juniper Hill, burning it down, and coming back. You know that was, <laughs> I have to say. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you guys, I went back and watched every single episode in order all over again. For in preparation for our episode four through six deep dive, and mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be crazy. This week's gonna be this it's gonna be a lot. lot. It's gonna be fun lot. though. Yeah, I am excited. Yeah. I'm gonna bring snacks. Yeah, I've decided one. my my least favorite episode was local color. This episode two didn't feel like the most climactic episode, but obviously, like the schisma is a huge piece of information. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It's a cool concept. I'm on board. It's not something cheesy like, oh, it's witches or whatever, you know. So there's I'm, a Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it it was a Native American burial ground. Yeah. No shade, Stephen King. I know when you did that, it wasn't like a hackneyed concept, but it is now, and I would yeah, have no. been like, eh. Also, so is so. every place in America, because right, seriously, <laughs> colonialism. Yeah, it causes many deaths. It does. So. so then, I guess, I hate having to just go, all right, I guess I'll talk to you tomorrow about the show. I know. That's where we're at. But well, you guys know, as soon as we, we cut off the recording, we talk to each other for another good, like, 15 minutes about, yep. <laughs> and about tomorrow. I do have a super, the thing I teased last week, by the time you hear this episode, when you hear it, go to superficialgallery.com and look on the homepage, because... You are going to see a link to the Castle Rock storyboard timeline thingy because I've been working on that and we're going to have to have a list of, hey, here's all the stuff you didn't add yet, dummy, because there's so much. But while I was researching it, I found a secret Hannah Doy. Mm-hmm. Damn it! <laughs> the dedication took place on October 14th, not 18th, and I thought it was 14th. Oh, that's like such a minor joy. Okay, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll but take it. The the funny part, this is this is how I how much I defer to your giant brain. When I first saw it, I was like, "Wow, that was the day after my birthday." And then you said it was the 18th and I was like, "Well, guess that's not true or else my birthday's on the 17th." Instead of the 13th, I just totally went with you, despite me being grounded in my facts. So, 
Love it. The blind leading the blind. Basically. Yeah. You know, I am not I am not claiming to be any voice of authority. I again am the physical embodiment of that Charlie Day meme with all of the yarn and the pictures well, stacked up to a wall. And the fun part about this site that I'm going to send everybody to is that's actually when you click on it it makes the yarn with all the things next to like you click one person ah. and then you hit the web and it makes the web of all their connections and everything like that it's bananas so love it that's uh that's what we got cooking and we're gonna record the deep dive tomorrow night and then we have to get all like fired up to do the recap of the last three episodes yeah i am on notebook stage. number three people I'm concerned that this uh, this episode four through six recap is going to maybe need to be split into two episodes because it is a lot of information to disseminate. Mm. But we can do it. Yeah. We have the oh, power. Oh yeah, I'm excited. We can split it. We've answered a surprising amount of questions that I had, so I'm I'm excited to talk about what still remains unanswered and what has been answered so far because I keep track in different colored pens. That's. Man, when they make the museum of us, all that stuff's going to be in it. And all that's going to be in it, my section is this five-hour energy that I am saving for tomorrow night for the deep dive. I didn't drink it whoop, tonight. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, this is our easy night at the Mellow Tiger, so you don't need any energy. We're, we're chilling. And I guess I will get busy cutting out the ums and making the um track that... Uh, Maybe that's what. If we ever have a Patreon, it'll the only perk we'll have is the um track so that you can just listen oh, to God. 75 consecutive hours of us going but pause. Oh, you just know that somebody's <laughs> that's definitely somebody's kink like listening oh. to podcasters clear their throat or lick their lips or something. It's horrifying. Hey, if anyway, you're listening if you person who that is want- We'll set up a Patreon like that, and we'll give you all you wanted and more. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So much stuff. If you guys have anything you want to add to our shallow dive that you hope ends up in our deep dive episode, shoot us an email at castlerockhistorical at gmail.com or tweet at either one of us. Since I have my phone back, I will be rapidly responsive as I used to be. I'm at Hannah Selector, and Acadia is at Acadia. That's right. And we are very much looking forward to talking to you again, I guess, this time tomorrow night. So, everybody have, have a marvelous Thursday. Yeah, and a good day at work because we know you're listening to this on the train. Yeah. Bye. Bye. This shit stops now!